0: The ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss
1: the history, mystery, and theory
2: of all things questionable, odd, and eerie.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello, How are you? Oh, girl, you know Peachy Keen Jelly Bean. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know, I'm hip. I'm cool. You know how that goes. Are we? Are we, though? I said nothing about y'all. I said I. Hey, now. And I (laughs) am not. Also, it is officially February. So happy Black History Month. Hey! Happy Black History Month. So uh, in case, you know, you hadn't been reminded lately, black lives still matter. So let's keep that going. Also, we are going to talk today about the Suspense is Killing Me. Uh-huh. My notes that I can't find. <laughs> the Little Rock
1: Nine. Oh, girl. Yes. What? <laughs> I know this. Do you? Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Keep going. So yeah, we're going to talk about them today. So we're just going to dive
0: on in. Except for I meant to do a math problem before. (laughs) (laughs) Are you feeling okay? You don't math on purpose. No, I don't. And that is why I meant to do it manually before I got to the end because I had the statement I was going to make, but I got it now. So we're good. So let's dive on in to the Little Rock Nine. On May 17th, 1954, the Supreme Court ruled segregation of America's public schools was unconstitutional under Brown versus the Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas. Took long enough. Right. Right. Were you saying that as uh, a person in 2021 or a person (laughs) uh, speaking of what happened in the 50s?
2: In general.
0: (laughs) If we could, you know, expedite that, it would be great. Yeah. This decision was tied to the 14th Amendment, which addresses citizenship rights and equal protection under the law. Obviously, I'm not going to dive into the full 14th Amendment. If you're not familiar with it, educate yourself.
1: Boom. And there are a lot of big words in there. so Right.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you can find like a uh, Cliff Notes version of it somewhere if you really needed to. Under the court's decision, many states across the nation had mandatory segregation laws that were referred to as Jim Crow laws that required African-American and white children to attend separate schools. Resistance to the ruling was so widespread that the court issued a second decision in 1955, known as Brown 2, that ordered school districts to integrate, quote, with deliberate speed. So they passed this decision, but basically public schools weren't doing anything about it. They were still giving constant pushback about African-American students attempting to enroll. Um, They wouldn't allow them to join their schools, even though it was federally mandated that they stop segregation.
1: Wow, it's like bigots have a hard time changing their mind. Yeah. Huh. You don't and say. And they get mad when other people don't believe the same thing they believe. It's crazy.
0: I can't imagine living in a time like that.
2: Look, things to argue about whether or not water is lava. Things not to argue about human rights. Yes. No, whether
0: or not lava is water.
2: They're They're not.
0: Water
1: is lava. <laughs>
0: Join us on Discord if you want to have (laughs) riveting discussions about whether lava is water and vice versa. So in response to the ruling and pressure from the local chapter of the NAACP, which if you didn't know, stands for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the Little Rock Arkansas School Board adopted a plan for integration of its schools. Hooray! However, it would not be until almost three years later that the first steps of integration would even begin. It was decided that the first institutions to integrate would be the high schools, and that would begin in September of 1957, which seems like a stupid idea to me. Yeah. I feel like the younger kids would handle that better.
2: Yeah. Younger kids don't question things as much, whereas when you're a teenager, not only are you becoming, you know, a hormone-filled, you know, jerk but you're starting to become opinionated,
0: right? And, you know, back then you weren't allowed to have your own opinions. So, it was whatever opinions were thrust upon you.
2: Even today, kids generally generally general statement, they either reciprocate what their parents think or that the complete opposite of what their parents think. I typically don't expe- or don't encounter something in the middle. Fair. None of which is good. No.
0: No, think for yourself, guys. It's okay. You're allowed to do that. Do your research and form your own opinions. Hopefully, there's not a plethora of children listening to us, but
2: oh, if God. there are. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, oh, Stay in school. Do your homework. and yeah. Be nice to people. Yeah, be nice. Be nice
1: to people. There we go. I get behind that one.
0: Boom. <laughs> not to do your homework. <laughs>
1: I, did, I never did,
0: unfortunately. At least through high school. Like, Just do it through high school, and then you can come up with a separate game plan after that. That's all I ask. Just have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Start a podcast. <laughs> oh, um what's your next point on your list, Ashley? <laughs> Due to the public outrage, two pro segregation groups formed to oppose the plan the Capital Citizens Council and the Mothers League of Central High School. Despite the opposition, the NAACP began to register students who were selected on the criteria of excellent grades and attendance. And in all, nine students were chosen to be the first African Americans to attend the previously all white Little Rock Central High School. That's it. No, well, you also have to keep in mind class sizes were way smaller back then, too, Cause especially by the time you got to high school. Some people were pulled for work and for the army. Yeah. So were these nine kids in the same class or was no. it
2: dispersed?
0: No. Okay. I have a problem with that. <laughs> this was across, I think, from all grades. I don't know if it was 9 through 12 then or 8 or 10 through 12 how it was broken up, but I'm pretty sure it was dispersed across all the grades in the school. Okay. These nine students were Minnie Jean Brown, Elizabeth Eckford, Ernest Green, Thelma Mothershed, Melba Patillo, Gloria Ray, Terrence Roberts, Jefferson Thomas, and Carlotta Walls. They were recruited by Daisy Gatston, who is the president of the Arkansas NAACP and co-publisher of the Arkansas State Press and she and other representatives of the Arkansas NAACP carefully vetted the group of students and determined they all possessed the strength and determination to face the resistance that they would undoubtedly encounter. In the weeks leading up to the start of the school year, the students participated in intensive counseling sessions, guiding them on what to expect once classes began and how to respond to the highly anticipated hostile situations.
1: It makes me so sad to know that These kids had to just, like, prep for the hatred coming their way.
0: Yeah. Like, there wasn't any other option.
1: They knew that
0: no matter what they did, there was going to be... That makes me so sad. I mean, think about it. As soon as the law passed, people started getting together opposition groups. Like,
1: the second that the law passed. Oh, I know.
0: At least... They had the forethought to prepare them.
1: Absolutely. No, I mean, it it makes me sad, but I'm glad they did that. But it also makes me sad to think of all of that going on in the world right now, too. So For sure. (sighs) My child better be nice or I'm going to be so angry. I'm going (laughs) to flick him in the nose.
0: On September 2nd, 1957, which was the day before the scheduled start of the school year, Arkansas Governor Orville Fabus... That just sounds like a gross name. Orville. Orville. Fabus. Ordered the state's National Guard to block the African-American students' entry to Central High School.
1: The fuck?
0: Fabus said it was, quote, for the safety of the students.
1: The fudge?
0: Um, In a televised address, Fabus insisted that violence and bloodshed might break out if black students were allowed to enter the school. So, you know, maybe instead of keeping the black students from entering your school, you should talk to the white students in your school about how to be decent human beings when new students join their class. And the mob of
1: angry people standing outside of the school.
0: Don't allow them on school property because that's a government regulated facility and you have that right. But it's fine. No, it's not. It's not at all. (laughs) Um, So the Mother's League held a sunrise service at the school on September 3rd as a protest against integration. That afternoon, federal judge Ronald Davies issued a ruling that desegregation would continue as planned the next day. The Little Rock Nine, as they quickly became known, arrived for the first day of school at Central High School on September 4th, 1957. Eight of them arrived together driven by Bates, the member of the NAACP that got them all to the school. Um, however, Elizabeth Eckford's family didn't have a telephone, and there was no way that they could reach her to plan the caravan carpool plan. So she arrived alone. The Arkansas National Guard, under order of Governor Fabus, prevented any of the Little Rock Nine from entering the doors of Central High School.
1: What the fudge, man? Yeah. Oh.
0: One of the most famous images you'll see if you are familiar with the Little Rock Nine. One of the most famous images you'll see is actually of Elizabeth Eckford. Um, she's got books across her chest and she's kind of looking down and she's got just angry, malicious looking group of white people surrounding her. And that's Elizabeth Eckford. She's the one that wasn't able to get with the group. So she had to walk in by herself. Um, and she just recalls she's later noted saying just how terrified she was and that some of the adult women can continuously spat on her while she was trying to walk into school. Wow. The image was broadcast widely in the United States and abroad bringing the Little Rock controversy to national and international attention. In the following weeks, Judge Ronald Davies began legal proceedings against Governor Fabus and President Dwight D. Eisenhower attempted to persuade Fabus to remove the National Guard and just let the kids enter the school. Judge Davies ordered the guard removed on September 20th. Keep in mind, they were supposed to start going on the 4th. And the Little Rock Police Department took over and ma- to maintain order. Um, once again, on September 23rd the Little Rock Nine attempted to enter the school for the first time. A mob of upwards of a thousand white protesters gathered outside of the school to stop them from entering the school.
1: Are you serious? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Ooh. Ooh, getting hot.
0: So the Little Rock Police Department was able to escort the students into the school through a side door around the protesters. Um, However, fearing the lives of the students as the protesters gained in numbers and the students, the white students, started to kind of feed off of that energy, school officials sent the teens home after about three hours. Finally, on September 25th, 1957, Woodrow Mann, who was the mayor of Little Rock at the time, asked President Eisenhower to send federal troops to enforce integration and protect the students. Wait, the same doofus the orville who was being a dickhead earlier no um orville was the governor and this is the mayor of little rock okay okay sorry it's okay so finally on september 25th woodrow mann asked president eisenhower to send federal troops to enforce integration and protect the little rock nine I should be more specific when I say protect students. He meant protect the African-American students that were just trying to, you know, get an education. Shock. Wow. Why would you do such a thing at a high school? How dare you? In response, the president ordered the 101st Airborne Division from Fort Campbell, Kentucky to Little Rock and federalized the entire 10,000 member Arkansas National Guard, finally taking it out of Fabus's control. Oh, Oh, yes. So he sent, I don't remember how many people of the Airborne Division he sent, but basically I think it was 1,200, and federalized the entire Arkansas National Guard so that Fabus no longer had control over them in any situation, let alone this particular situation. Oh, this makes me so happy. Guarded by the soldiers of the 101st Airborne, the Little Rock Nine were finally able to begin regular classes at Central High. Numerous legal challenges to integration continued throughout the year, and Fabus repeatedly expressed his wish that the Little Rock Nine be removed from Central High. Fabus can eat a dick. He could do a lot of things that I'm not going to put in a uh, public forum, but yes, we'll go with eat a dick. Even though some people enjoy that, so that shouldn't be a punishment.
1: I mean, same, but... Although
0: several of the black students recall having pretty positive experiences during their first few days of school, the ordeal was far from over. Each day, the nine teens were harassed and threatened by most of the other students, teachers and faculty of the school. Ugh. And at Ugh. one point, white students burned the word, uh, it said go home yeah. ac- in the lot across from the school. For instance, Melba Patio was kicked, beaten and had acid thrown in her face. <gasps> Gloria Ray was pushed down a flight of stairs and the little rock 9 were banned from participating in any extracurricular activities. Minnie Jean Brown, which I love that name. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Minnie Jean was expelled from Central High School in February for retaliating against these attacks. Are you kidding? No. Oh, she, oh. one of them finally stands up for themselves and they're instantly expelled. And I couldn't find, I'm sh- I, I want to say I'm sure that there was punishment, but I unfortunately highly doubt it. I would like to think there was punishment for the other students as well. I would
1: hope so, but if the teachers and faculty are also... yeah.
0: And it was not all of them. You can read accounts from the Little Rock Nine. They have, you know, they did have supporters and there were certain teachers where they could run to their classroom and be safeguarded. They did have allies. Good. But a large majority of the student body and the faculty were... Guilty of harassment and attacking them. Um, The harassment went beyond the students. Gloria Ray's mother was fired from her job with the state of Arkansas when she refused to remove her daughter from the school. Oh, those are related. No, they're not, especially when the law had just been passed to desegregate. It would be a completely different thing if the law was still in place, but it was just passed that they had to desegregate. So how she got fired from a government job is baffling. I mean, but like, uh, no,
1: I don't understand. How hard is it to be nice to people? It not. That's all this needs to be is just be nice to people like the, the world is such an angry place and I'm getting hot right now. So maybe I'm not the best person to talk, but It just, I want to, angry people make me want to punch things, and I want to (laughs) go punch a Nazi in the face right now.
0: I'm here for it. Okay, let's find one. Punch your local Nazi on our behalf, please, and thank you.
1: Just be nice to people. Damn it.
0: So, due to the harassment, the... Era, uh, excuse me, 101st Airborne and the National Guard remained at Central High School for the duration of the year. As the only senior of the group, Ernest Green graduated from Central High School on May 25th, 1958. He was the first African-American to walk out of the school with a diploma and one of the first African-Americans to graduate in a segregated school setting. Um, Civil Rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. was even in attendance at the graduation ceremony Governor Fabus, our good old buddy, was re-elected in 1958, and rather than permit desegregation, he decided he was just going to close all of Little Rock schools. I'm sorry, uh, what? Yep. I I don't understand. So instead of following the law and allowing for desegregation, he just closed the schools. Is, is he allowed to do that? Are you allowed to just close schools because you're upset at something? Apparently, at least in 1958, you were because many school districts in the South followed Little Rock's example, closing schools or implementing, quote, school choice programs that subsidize white students attendance at private segregated academies Mm -mm. because private schools don't have to follow federal mandates because they're privately funded. They've just basically created a whole new program where the white children could choose what schools they went to so that they didn't have to go to one that was desegregated. I'm at a loss for words right now. I know it's awful but unfortunately it's a story that i felt needed to be told
1: oh absolutely and i i love the little rock nine and i can't imagine how tough that was for them and oh god i hope knowing that they are such a crucial part of american history helps make it easier but i still want to hug them all actually i don't I, I don't think they're all still alive but fuck it i'll hug the dead one too
0: everybody needs hugs So not only was our governor famous against it, but Little Rock citizens voted 19,470 to 7,561 against integration. And the schools remained closed until August 1959. So for over a year, the schools, basically they skipped a school year in public schools in Little Rock because they were so against desegregating them. Um, as for the rest of the Little Rock Nine, they either received their diplomas through correspondence programs or had to move and go to other schools or go back to segregated schools for African Americans. However, several of them did go on to distinguish professional careers, some of them serving in um, higher education, mental health, the criminal justice system, Eckford joined the Army and later earned her general education diploma. Green served as assistant secretary of the Federal Department of Labor under President Jimmy Carter. Brown worked as a deputy assistant secretary for a workforce diversity program in the Department of the Interior under President Bill Clinton. And Petillo worked as a reporter for NBC Thomas served in the army in Vietnam and earned a business degree and worked as an accountant for private companies and the Pentagon. So the group has gone on to be widely recognized for not only their independent decisions and contributions that they made, but also their significant role in the civil rights movement. Little Rock Central High School still functions as part of the Little Rock School District and is now a historical site that houses a civil rights museum. And to commemorate the events, the Daisy Bates House was designated a National Historic Landmark in 2001 for her role in desegregation. President Bill Clinton honored the Little Rock Nine in November 1999 when he presented them each with a Congressional Gold Medal. Which, if you didn't know, the Congressional Gold Medal is the highest civilian award that can be bestowed by Congress. Um, It's given to those who have provided outstanding service to the country. And to receive it, they have to be co-sponsored by two-thirds of both the House and the Senate. Oh, wow. So it was pretty much a unanimous vote that all nine of them received that. Oh,
1: that that makes me so happy. Good. Good. In
0: 2007, the United States Mint made a commemorative silver dollar to, quote, recognize and pay tribute to the strength, determination, and the courage displayed by African-American high school students in the fall of 1957. On the silver dollar, it shows... Students accompanied by a soldier with nine stars. And then on the opposite side, it shows an image of the Little Rock High School. That's really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And obviously, you can find pictures. I came across some of the mint sites. They're worth bukus of money now. But it is really, really cool that especially the government got so far behind. Hmm, That sounded wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That the government
0: realized their contributions and was so willing to support them. And then on December ninth, 2008, the Little Rock Nine were invited to attend the inauguration of President-elect Barack Obama, who, of course, is the first African-American to ever be elected a president of the United States, in case okay. you needed that reminder. My heart may have just exploded a little bit. Yes. And you can find pictures of... I mean, Barack Obama is the one that I have in front of me right now, but you can find pictures of so many people with them. And there's so many stories about the opportunities that they've gotten. And, you know, they've gone and spoken around the country at, Schools about equality, and um, they do a lot of stuff with like Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and they've done a ton of stuff on top of just that initial horrific incident that they were put through. So, I highly recommend there's multiple videos and documentaries made on them, and
1: just do some research. Oh. You guys, I'm going through and looking at pictures, especially of them at the Obama inauguration. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so happy. It's uh,
0: It sucks that we have to say this, but this shit is not over. Guys, no, it is not. So hopefully this story upset you. And if it didn't, you
1: might need to do a little bit of soul searching. <laughs> I'm just saying. And what what really upsets me is that uh, it's, it's still prevalent today. And it's not just, you know, in tiny little podunk towns. Right. <sighs> so, but Giva that was Louise. my story. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. And um, thank you for th- th- the heartache.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> it
1: had a happy ending. It- I mean, I can't
0: fathom what they went through during that period. But luckily, for the most part, that had a pretty happy ending. But yeah, so if that doesn't prove to you, these were nine students, you know, 10 if you include the NAACP representative that was assisting them. But if you don't think that your small group can make a difference, these are the kind of stories that you should be looking into because you absolutely can. So no matter what it is that you're fighting for, just keep doing it, please, because we need
1: allies everywhere we can find them. Ashley, I want to put you on, like, an after-school special. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I would be cancelled. Thank you for that.
0: Absolutely. That's a good way
1: to start off our uh, our February.
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it, and thank you for allowing me to share it. And on that note, remember, friends, like I said, nine people made a literal world of difference. So uh, you probably can, too. And... Everyone has something that they at one point probably found odd, but we'll tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics
2: you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our
1: website, com,
2: or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com.
1: Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, just tell your friends about us. We'd appreciate it. Keep it strange, my lovelies, and be nice to people. Just Damn it, be nice. Damn (laughs) it. (laughs)
0: Goodbye.